1: Salem Media Group.
2: With SRN News, I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. President Trump's pressure on the Justice Department reaches a new level.
3: The president says he's going to demand the department look into whether there is an FBI spy on his 2016 campaign. It's an extraordinary demand, setting up a potential confrontation with the Justice Department, which quickly asked its internal watchdog to widen the investigation it's already conducting into FBI conduct during the campaign. Separately, the president's legal teams Says Special Counsel Bob Mueller is indicating his probe of the president could wrap up in the next few months. Sagar Magani, Washington.
2: Syria's military says it has retaken the last neighborhoods in southern Damascus held by ISIS and is declaring the capital completely safe and free of any military presence. And the president attends this morning's swearing-in of the new CIA director. This is SRN News.
1: May is mental health month. Research has found that mental health screenings are a great tool to help identify symptoms of a mental health disorder. A screening only takes a few minutes and can be a helpful tool for starting a conversation with your doctor. Screenings may identify signs of depression, anxiety, PTSD, bipolar disorder, and more. This month's Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Stream online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com or tune in with our free mobile app.
3: Hey, coming up here on the Twin Cities Wellness Station, Wellness 1570, it is Like It Matters Radio, and Mr. Black is live right here in the Wellness 1570 studios. Phone line will be open, 651-289-4499, 651-289-4499. If you've got questions and comments, join the conversation. That forecast for today from the Eagle Wellness Studios, partly cloudy skies and seventy.
2: please contact us at WNAV-video.com. Hey, I finally got myself one of them Arctic
3: spas. Better than almost anything, you know. No way, Hoser. You've been talking about that for long enough, eh? Yeah, I finally took the plunge. You get it? I was bull over by how little the dang thing costs to run. It's the way it's insulated. You got to go see them. They're different than any other spas out there. Visit Premier Pool and and today at PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. That's right, and online at PremierPools.com. Good day, welcome to our show. Hey, good day to you, Hoser. You know, it is showtime here in Minnesota, and if you're looking at hot tubs, you should consider an Arctic Spa from Premier Pool and Spa. Why is that, eh? What do you mean? You don't know. We've been talking about this for years. You should know. I know. I was just testing you. Because Premier's prices include everything, so all you have to do is just add water. That's very easy, eh? Visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com, eh? Take off, eh?
4: When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our eight Hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro Life Across America, please call 1 800 366 7773 or check us out on the web, prolifercrossamerica.org. Pro Life Across America is educational, non political, and tax deductible. <laughs>
3: rest on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management are you sick and tired of being sick and tired if you want to be inspired get help in becoming all you can be the time is now for like it matters radio with your host mr scott v black
5: Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And so pleased to be in the beautiful Twin Cities. Minneapolis-St. Paul. Technically, I'm only in one of those cities. I want to make sure you get that. It's technically, I'm not in either of those cities. I'm in a place called Egan. I'm looking through a mirror at Trevor, uh, the producer, and that means I am live in the studio. And I'm so glad to be in this beautiful city of yours, Minneapolis. Love Minneapolis. Second home of mine. Hopefully someday first home. You know, I love the the states that we are live in. We're all over the world on iHeartRadio, of course, but we are local in Minneapolis. We are local in St. Louis, Missouri. We are local uh, in Richmond, Virginia. You know, we are taking those small steps, those small steps, uh, and that's what today's show is going to be called. Today's show is called Dream Small, because, you know, the world tells us to dream big, and I love to play big, don't get me wrong, but it's a little bit of a play on words, because, you know, it truly is the small things in life that create the big things, Without the small things, there can be no big things. The small things are the subset of big things. There's an old saying out there, you probably heard it before, it is the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, I don't know about you, but a camel is a pretty big animal, pretty big animal. And I don't know about you, but straw, a piece of straw, is a pretty little, light, inconsequential thing, Right? But it was the straw that broke the camel's back. And for those of you being squeezed by life, for those of you that feel that life should get a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness, for those of you that ready, you have got to your wit's end, you're about ready to explode, you know what that adage means. You're about ready to snap. One more thing. And you're You've all said it. We've all been there. Hopefully some of you right now listening to it are there and I can help you tone that down a little bit. And so there's a great song out there by Josh Wilson called Dream Small. And when I first heard the title, I thought, that is a weird song. I mean, the, we're supposed to dream big. We're supposed to play big. Uh, but it, it moved me so much as I listened to the lyrics. I wanted to base the, this entire radio show on that whole concept. So Trevor, why don't you give me a little clip of this song?
6: It's a mama singing songs about the Lord It's a daddy spending family time The world says he cannot afford These simple moments change the world It's a pastor at a tiny little church Forty years of loving on the broken and the hurt These simple moments change the world Dream small, don't buy the lot, we've got to do it all, just let Jesus use you where you are, one day at a time, live well, loving God and others as yourself, find little ways where only you can help, with his great love, a tiny rock can make a giant fall,
5: dream small, Wow. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? We all want to play big. But here's the problem with that concept. There's nothing wrong with it. We should. But the concept is, if we can't play big, we don't play. If we can't change the world, then we don't change our world. If we can't save them all, then we don't save any. You got to get this. Sometimes it's the small little things. Whether Even if you're talking about a joke. Sometimes it's the small little nuances, the small little words that make a joke funny. How about this one? These friars were behind on their belfry payments. So they opened up a small florist shop to raise funds. Since everyone liked to buy flowers from the men of God, a rival florist across town thought the competition was unfair. He asked the good fathers to close down, but they would not. He went back and begged the friars to close. They ignored him. So the rival florist hired Hugh McTaggart, the roughest, most vicious thug in town, to quote, persuade them to close. Hugh beat up the friars and trashed their store, saying he'd be back if they didn't close up shop. Terrified, they did so, thereby proving that only Hugh can prevent florist friars. <laughs> Now, even Trevor laughed, so, uh, you know, I thought it was a little cheeky, but a little bit of play on words. It's just a small little thing, and I had to read that line 10 times so I didn't flub it up. So proving that only Hugh can prevent florist friars. That's a tongue twister there. You know, it is the little things, if you think about it. It is the little things. It is the small little grain of sand that goes into the oyster's mouth, that causes the irritation, that produces a pearl. It is a little piece of sand in a metallic engine that eats away. If you look at when we, uh, uh, Carter, right before the 80 election, was going and sending in the helicopters to, to get our hostages out of the uh, Iran, uh, U.S. Embassy in Iran, he was getting ready to lose the election. The cowboy was getting ready to be elected, and so he had one last ditch effort, one last effort to get the hostages out of Iran. So he sent the helicopters. And if you remember, if you look it up, they crashed in the Gobi Desert because all that sand, those little particles, that fine sand in the Middle East deserts. You get my point? It caused these incredible war machines to crash and to tumble. It is the little things. Can I suggest the little things called words? The little things called understanding? The little things called listening? Oh, if we just buy a hold of that little thing to dream small, that little thing called understanding. Could we but draw back the curtains that surround each other's lives, see the naked heart and spirit, know what spur the action gives? Often we should find it better, purer than we judge we should. We should love each other better if we only understood. Could we judge all deeds by motives, see the good and bad within? Often we should love the sinner, all the while we loathe the sin. Could we know the power's working to overthrow integrity? We should judge each other's errors with more patient charity. If we knew the cares and trials, knew the effort all in vain, and the bitter disappointment, understand the loss and the gain. Would the grim eternal roughness see my wonder just the same? Should we help where now we hinder? Should we pitter? Should we pity where we blame? Ah, we judge each other harshly, knowing not life's hidden force. Knowing not the fount of action is less turbid at its source. seeing not amid the evil, all the golden grains of good. Oh, we'd love each other better. If only we understood. You know, the little things called words. Words can build you up. Words can tear you down. Start a fire in your heart or put it out. Sometimes the small things can be your words. Ella Will or Wilcox said this, Oh, a word is a gem or a stone or a song or a flame or a two-edged sword or a rose in bloom or a sweet perfume or a drop of gall is a word. You may choose your word like a connoisseur and polish it up with art, but the word that sways and stirs and stays is the word that comes from the heart. You may work on your word a thousand weeks, but it will not glow like one. That all unsought leaps forth white hot when the fountains of feeling run. It's the small things, ladies and gentlemen. Sitting with a broken person, reaching out to somebody in need. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about dreaming small. Because it's the small things that create the big things it's the small opportunities that show people you care that they matter and so today on like it matters radio it's time to get under construction let's dream small together we'll be back in three minutes
7: here's what a pastor from north carolina who served for 33 years said about leadership awakening if you don't think you need it you're probably the one that needs it the most You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry related. And I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged and I've been excited and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did. And I'm not sure ever could because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
1: TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son.
4: I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a...
1: Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
5: Hi, this is Mr. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio! Like It Matters Inspiration, Education, and Application. I am your blessed radio host, your Radio Life Caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And if you want to uh, take the little things in your life and change those, if you want to take the little things in your life and fix those up, I'm going to tell you right now, it's those little things that allow you to play big. Sometimes we need to dream small so that we can play big because when the little things are taken care of, it's a lot easier to focus on the larger, what we would consider more important things called life. And today, the show is called Dream Small. Uh, I heard this great song by Josh Wilson. At first, it was a little confusing. The title, Dream Small. I'm thinking, what? Dream Small. And it's just a great concept. And Trevor, why don't we go ahead and play a clip for him? Because simple moment.
6: dream
5: small you've that incredible message ladies and gentlemen what a beautiful message to dream small it is so opposite of the word world and that's why I loved about it it's the focus because we' all get focused on these huge things these big things these cataclysmic things but the problem is confusion creeps in. Doubt and fear creeps in because you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. And what happens is we are natural born procrastinators. The number one way we procrastinate is I don't know. And so what happens is we want to play big. There's a big thing going on, but it's so complex. It's so overwhelming that we then start getting confused. And the number one weapon formed against any leader is confusion. Because when people are confused, they don't speak up. When people are confused, they don't step out. When people are confused, they don't stand up. When people are confused, they stay silent while the world goes to hell. And so we need to confront confusion with clarity. We need to start with the little things. What's the best way to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Now, all you animal rights activists, you don't need to email me. It's a saying. I just want to make sure you know that. Uh, I am a carnivore, but I would never eat elephant. I just want you to understand that. So let me put that disclaimer. Trevor, we might need to record a little disclaimer that says, we are not promoting the injuring of elephants or the eating of such pachyderms. So that would be the little thing. That's not what we're doing here. Right? The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. You got to dream small sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. You know, for me, I love to write. Love to write. And sometimes, you know, if it's too big, it it causes me to procrastinate. And I remember when I was writing the book, 180 Ways to Live Your Life Like It Matters. You know, I was uh, had a publisher, and they were dictating how I was supposed to write this. They had something in mind. It was a series that they had that I submitted a concept to, and they liked it. And so I would uh, give them a couple of specific ways of, you know, the pattern of how I was going to do this up. And they say, no, do this. And so they send it back and I'd rewrite a new one. They say, no, do this. And so I finally got a format. But the problem was it was so overwhelming. I had to create 180 of these individual that I just couldn't even start because it was so big. 180 of them. I'm having trouble getting the first one. And uh, my wife reminded me of this not too long ago. She goes, uh, and then I sat down one day, and I said, let me just write out a couple. Let me just, I'm not looking to do A right now, let me just write out two. And what happened is, I sat down, and I finally got that two. It took me like 20, 30 minutes to just write these two. And then all of a sudden, it started flowing. And then all of a sudden, in the next 30 minutes, I had written another 15. And what happened after about two hours of nonstop sitting right there, I had written like about 50 of them or 60 of them, I mean, out of nothing. And I had been working on it for months. It's like the story I once heard, you know, uh, if you ever do write, you know, sometimes a writer gets writer's block where it just doesn't come to them. And so this guy, he got writer's block, he had to get an article out, uh, but it wasn't coming to him. So his friend who owned a, a condo on the beach in California said, listen, why don't you go out there? Uh, it's unoccupied. You can spend a weekend out there. Just listen to the waves crashing, just watching the beautiful sunsets, walking along the beach. Man, if that doesn't clear your head, if that doesn't open up your writer's block, brother, nothing's going to. So he takes him up on his offer. And that first night, he's sitting out there on the deck, uh, watching the sunset, listening to the waves crashing against the shore. And he looks down the beach where he sees, like, trash dumped everywhere. I mean, it looked like there was dumpster after dumpster after dumpster of trash dumped on this beach. And he, he couldn't believe it. But what was more astonishing was he was looking down this thing. And in the middle of all this trash strown along the beach was this, this looked like a man. And he was in the middle of all this trash. And he he was doing this little jig, this little dance. He'd go from the, the all the trash to the the water edge, and then you go back to all the trash, he'd bend down, and then get back up, and then saunter over to the water's edge, and the guy didn't think anything about it, it's California, no big deal, (laughs) so the second night, he's sitting out there, he's watching the sunset, and again, listening to waves crash, a little breeze blowing, and then he looks down the beach again, and he sees what looks to be pretty much the same thing, I mean, there's trash everywhere. I mean, just dumpster after dumpster, trash all along the beach. And in the middle of this, this garbage, it looks like, is this dude. And again, doing the same type of saunter, the same type of jig. He'd go from this pile of stuff uh, over to the water's edge and bow out. And then he'd go back over to the pile of stuff and lean down and get back up and saunter over to water's edge. And lean. it was just this little rhythm. And now this guy said, I got to figure out what's going on. Maybe this guy needs help. Maybe he needs some medical treatment. Maybe there's something going on that I can assist with. So he puts on a coat and he comes down the stairs and he starts walking along the beach. And as he got closer, he could see what was going on. And by the way, that unto itself is a lesson in leadership. Ladies and gentlemen, when you change your position, you change your perspective. When you change your position you change your perspective. That's why I teach you about the perceptual levels, the different the perceptual perception, I mean the <laughs> perceptual position, sorry about that. There are only three perceptual positions and it's really about changing your position in the interaction because when you change your position, you change your p- perception. And so as he got closer, he saw what was going on. This wasn't trash. These were thousands upon thousands of starfish that are washed upon the shore. And as he got closer, now he saw what was going on. This gentleman, in no hurry, with no sense of urgency, no alacrity, no celerity at all, he would lean down and pick up a single starfish. And then he would saunter over the water's edge and he'd put it in the water. And now this gentleman that did this walking down to see what was going on was incredulous. Now he really worried about this man. Maybe there is something wrong with him. Maybe he does need help. Because there are thousands upon thousands, maybe tens upon thousands. And this dude's in no hurry. I mean, it's just crazy. And so he says to him, dude, what are you doing? There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands, multitudes of starfish. And you're slowly, gingerly just picking up a single starfish and putting it in the water. I mean, you're not even going to make a dent. You're going to make no impact at all. What are you doing? And with that, he leans down and picks up a single starfish and saunters over the water and puts it back in the water. And as, as he's watching it go out in the water, He says, It makes all the difference in the world to that one. And see, ladies and gentlemen, when we live our lives like they matter, it makes all the difference in the world to that one and to that one and to that one and to that one and to that one. one. I just got one question for you. What do you want? And it always goes down to that one question. What do you want? Sometimes we need to focus on the small things. The oyster, again, gets a small irritant of sand, and it creates a pearl. A metallic engine, a powerful war machine, gets sand in the engine, and it's worn out. Our words have that same power. Dr. Albert Morabian, or Morubian, am sorry if I'm mispronouncing name, said in an agreement gaining presentation, it is broken down in three pieces your words, your physiology, things that people can see, your gestures, and then the way you deliver those words tim- uh, timber, tone, uh, um, pace. And he says one is 7%, one is 55%, and one is 38%. And you know the smallest one 55% is what people can see your gestures uh, your physiology your energy level your excitement level all that stuff that's 55% of that communication 38% is what people can hear outside the words the timber the tone the tonality the tempo but the 7% is words And I always tell people, it doesn't mean words aren't important. Words are really important. The right word at the right time will change someone's life. And the wrong word at the wrong time, if someone allows it, will destroy them. These small things that make a big difference. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about dreaming small. Dream small because when you take care of the small things, it sets you up for the bigger things in life. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes.
0: investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included.
7: Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 14th through the 16th. That's likeitmatters.net Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment.
8: Com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Ineedmorehair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at Ineedmorehair.com. Did you know
7: approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022.
5: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we are Dreaming Small with Josh Wilson. Great song. Love that song, Dream Small. And by the way, speaking of small things, uh, if you are on Facebook, would you please like us on Facebook? Go to facebook.com slash radio. And the great news is if you miss any of this radio show or you just stumbled on this radio show and go, Hey, what's this? This is good radio. That's what this is. This is radio that's inspirational, educational, and applicational. It's a small thing. I mean let's be honest. Most people go about their day, don't you know, they're in their head, they're doing all the things. Imagine if when you drove that small thing that we all do, driving to from point A to point B, imagine if you use that time to program your mind. Like in the morning from 9 to 10 here, uh, what if you were listening to good, positive, inspirational, educational radio like here? You know, we're part of what's called Wellness Radio 1570. The first of its kind, the most successful of its kind, all health and wellness radio. An entire radio station, entire network dedicated you, the listener. I mean, how many times in our life have we been told it's not about us? It's not about us. Can I tell you right now? Especially those of you in the Twin Cities, you have an entire radio station that's all about you, dedicated to your health, your wellness, your financial health and wellness, your physical health and wellness, your spiritual health and wellness, your mental health and wellness. And I get to basically what I like to consider, nobody else might consider that, kind of anchor this, kind of anchor this, wellness radio. And so I am so honored that I get to be a small part of your life. I get to be a small uh, inspiration. I get to be a small piece of your day that can help you learn more, be more, hope more. Because that truly is my small contribution in this world. Uh, I always like to joke, I'm a big fish in a small pond, but I'm most likely a small fish in a very, very, very big pond. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because I know who I serve. I know whose I am. You know, that's why those existential questions are important. I mean, think about this. One of the most important men ever who lived was a man by the name of Moses. Moses. Yeah, you guys got to know who he is. One of my favorite movies of all the time, The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. You know. As long as I shall live, the name of Moses shall be stricken from every... (laughs) I love that. And one of my favorite lines from the movie is, So shall it be written, so shall it be done. (laughs) I say that all the time. So shall it be written, so shall it be done. And it's a small line. But there are two women, Shifra and Puah. They're only mentioned by that one little verse right there. I think it's uh, Exodus one, I think it's like 16 or 17. Shifra and Puah. I believe that they were not Hebrew, that they were Egyptian, just a little bit of study. I've been studying Dennis Prager's uh, commentary on Exodus. A uh, really good commentary from a Christian to a Jew. Great job, Prager. <laughs> great job. Uh It really is a good job. And he talks about this. And you think about it. At that time, Egypt was the most powerful uh force in the world. And Pharaoh. There is still debate on who was the king of Egypt during the Exodus. Who was the king that, uh, and you can read all different commentary. You'll say this person name, this person name, They're still not sure. But can I tell you what we absolutely know for sure is that Shifra and Puah were there. <laughs> Two people who played small. I mean, the pharaoh gets to play big. The pharaoh, there were there were cities built for him. Right? Tombs, pyramids. That's a big player. And then these little midwives who were given a simple order. When you see the baby coming, if it's a boy, kill it. If it's a girl, let it live. But because Shifra and Puah, because they feared the Lord, I truly believe they were Egyptian, not Hebrew. And if you do enough study, you'll see why. And I agree with Dennis Prager's assumption or point. Think about this. Not only were they not children of God, they really, I don't believe, really had a a belief in the God, but what they did have is fear of God. (laughs) And that's why I love the thing, you know, fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, to have awe, reverence for the God of the universe. Just like Native Americans, to the great white spirit, they awe, reverence to that. Whether you know God's name or not, the fact that you have fear of the Lord, the Bible says that is the beginning of wisdom, that opens things up because it really doesn't matter. I'm to be honest with you. If, and I know this is going to offend some people. Hold your emails to yourself. It really doesn't matter if you know God's name. What matters is God. Does God know your name? <laughs> does God know you? Because, boy, one of the worst things I ever read in that Bible is when people said, Lord, Lord. And he said, I never knew you. But he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, you did, Lord. You knew us because we cast out demons in your name. We prophesied in your name. We did miracles in your name. And he said, I never knew you. Begone, you worker of iniquity. So you got to get this. They were in a small position, basically unknown. No glory into themselves, no high position. And yet, to this day, 3,000 years later, we know their names, but we don't know the great leader of their country's name. That just tells you right there that it's the small things. Because if Pua and Shifra, if they did not disobey Pharaoh, we'd be in a mess of trouble, all of us. <laughs> because there would be no Moses. There would be no Exodus. There would be no Ten Commandments. There would be, now I know God will fill in the blanks, don't get me wrong. But you see what I'm saying, I'm just playing out the scenario for you. So ladies and gentlemen, we got to dream small. We were given our world right in front of us. The impact that you can make. You don't need to go out there and change the world. All you got to do is change your world. Don't you get it? And if you think about it, if we play this metaphor out, this uh, celestial metaphor, there are worlds rotating around your world right? We call those things children. We call them friends. We call them coworkers. We call them listeners, (laughs) right? We call them associates, right? They're rotating. Their worlds are in our hemisphere, in our rotation, whatever the words are. And so you can affect change. When you affect change in your life, You know, it's the Chinese general story. A Chinese general wanted to go out and change the world. But he realized he first had to start with his own country since he had authority there. And as he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his country, he realized he had to first start with his community because that's where he and his family resided. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his community, he realized he had to first start with his his family because they were the pillars of said community. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his family, he came to the dawning realization that the only person he could change was himself, the man in the mirror. Yes, I did just quote Michael Jackson. You're correct. (laughs) It's the man in the mirror. That's why we're supposed to be the change that we want to see in the world. The only person that we can truly change is ourselves. And truly, it is the Holy Spirit inside of us that truly changes us. But you got to get this ripple effect. You know, when you throw a stone in a water, it makes this huge ripple effect. you got to get the concept about you. You are the stone. Life is the ocean. You make ripples. You make waves. You make things happen. You matter. Quit downplaying who you are. You have fingerprints that nobody else has. You have a, uh, the, uh, uh, the arterial flow in the back of your retina is unique to you. There are like 30 items now that are unique to every single human being. You have a job to do that nobody else can do. You have fingerprints that nobody has. You have DNA that nobody has. You have trauma and drama that nobody has. And you can either let it go to use. You could be hurt and, and pained and wronged and there's no value in it. Or you can pick yourself up, dust yourself up, and hit it again. And take those small hurts, those small pains, those small traumas, those small dramas. And use them for big healing. Not only in your life, but the lives of other people. And so this Chinese general realized that he could only change himself. And as he changed himself, his family noticed the change. And that inspired them to change. And his family actively in that community changed. They're responding different. They're acting different. The community sees that. And that starts changing the community. And when the community changes and the world and the country sees that, now we change our country. And that, ladies and gentlemen, just might change the world. Who are you running around wanting to change? The only person we could change is ourselves and then let the ripple effects of that change impact other people whose worlds are evolving around our worlds. You got to get this. Remember, for most of the history of this country, a majority of the world has wanted to be like America and somehow over the last 10 years, it started shifting. All of a sudden, America wanted to be like the rest of the world. What happened? Now, let's bring it back from globally to individually. Are you running around wanting to live your life like everybody else? Or are you living your life in a way that people look at you and say, man, that's how I want to live my life. Man, that's how I want to overcome. Because, ladies and gentlemen, a righteous person will stumble seven times, but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. And leadership's a loop. It's permission, it's example, it's culture. We give people permission through our actions. We give people an example, a picture, and a picture's worth a thousand words. And the culture that we create, everything sprouts from the culture. It's what creates our produce. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Today, we're talking about dreams small. We'll be back in three minutes. service. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we're talking about play a dream small. You know, when you dream small, if you listen to the words of the song, what he's talking about is do the small things. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to go halfway across the world to change the world. I always tell people, you don't need to go to Africa on a mission trip. You know where your mission field is? It's your life. Why don't you go across the street? Why don't you go into your daughter's room or your son's ballgame? Why don't you go up to the broken person and spend time in silence with them? As the song Dream Small by Josh Wilson says, it's a mama singing songs. It's a daddy spending family time that the world said he can't afford. It's a pastor to tiny little church, 40 years of loving for the broken and the hurt. These simple words change the world. It's visiting the widow down the street or dancing on a Friday with your friend with special needs. These simple moments change the world. Of course, there's nothing wrong with bigger dreams. Just don't miss the minutes on your way, your bigger things, because these simple moments change the world. And it's so cool. Keep loving, keep serving, keep listening, keep learning, keep praying, keep hoping, keep seeking, keep searching. Now, those don't seem like big things. But I'm going to tell you, they are big things. Because out of these small things, you can watch them grow bigger. The God who does all things makes oceans from river. That is so powerful. It's from the little things that the big things come from. There's a saying that I heard from Dr. Robert Rome years ago. I've adapted a little bit. But it says, if I can understand you a little bit better, and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense that we're in a position to have a better relationship? You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's about Understanding. And the problem is we're so wrapped up in our own pain, our own hurt, our own bitterness. I mean, I've seen lately, is about three things, you can Google us, three people, all government or pastoral, two of them from the African-American community, one of them from a, just a governmental, a liberal, but not, you know, a white person, but all accuse the cops of doing bad things, all accuse the cops of racial profiling, Or calling them names or threatening them with drugs all because they're black and all that. And now they showed the dash cam videos and the people made them all up. They lied. But you know what never changed is the bitterness and hatred in those communities based on that lie. Hands up, don't shoot was a lie. A little lie that's caused a lot of death in a lot of people. A lot of hatred. A lot of rage. You know, it's those little lies that make a big impact. You know, no matter what Donald Trump does for some of you, he's evil. It doesn't matter because of the narrative out there. So I'm going to suggest there's some little things that we can do to change the big things. One, control your narrative. Why don't you do a, a, um, a social media fast just for this week, see what happens. Why don't you turn off CNN and MSNBC so all that hateful mongering all the racist talk, all the bitter talk. What if you stop putting that into your head? Because when life squeezes you, what do you think going to come out of you? The same bitterness, the same hatred, if you think about it. What about the narrative in your own head? When was the last time you actually journaled and started dumping, do a core dump, and take all the stuff that's in your head, journal for the next week, in the morning when you first get up, whatever's going on in your head, just how you feel, what's going on, 20-30 minutes you see what pours out do that for a week and then next week go back and read read all those And you'll see what your internal narrative is It'll be there in the words You'll see the darkness. You'll see the hurtfulness. You'll see the hopelessness And so you got to understand about perceptual positions There are three perceptual positions. I don't need filler. I'm not telling you this so I can close out the last six minutes of this radio show. You got to get this. There are three. There's only three ways to see any situation. I don't need you to agree with me. I don't even need you to like me. The truth will set you free. But I think it's Charles Garfield said first it's going to make you miserable. And so I understand some of you get agitated when I talk like this. He can't say that. He can't say that. And can I tell you what? If it's bothering your spirit, it might because because the truth will set you free. But at first, it's going to make you a little uncomfortable. It's okay to be a little uncomfortable. That's where we grow. Get out of your comfort zone. Stop being so stale, so stagnant, so stuffed, so dead. You have the rest of your death to stay in that comfort zone. But while you're alive, step out of it. See what's beyond your known world. So there are only three ways to see any situation. First position is called self. Second position is called other. And third position is called overview. Most people get stuck in self. They just see it from their perspective, how this will serve me, how this costs me, how this does this. We need to get off ourselves, people. Rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. Get off yourself. You've been given gifts, talents, and resources, trauma and drama so that you can use those for the glory of God and for your good for other people. So get off yourself. Rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. See, when you get stuck in that first position, we call that ego. It's a great acronym, edging God out. And there's so much ego out there, rageaholics. And I'm gonna tell you honestly what ego is. Ego is an overcompensation for an inner insecurity. That's what ego is. It's an overcompensation for an inner insecurity. And so get off yourself, leader. You're better than that. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off and hit again. Second position is other. This is where understanding comes in. This is where you get out metaphorically. You get out of your own skin and you step into somebody else's skin. You st- get out of your map of reality, your structure of what you call Real. And you step into another person's structure of what they call real. And I'm going to tell you, when you do that, it's going to be uncomfortable because you're going to feel their pain. You're going to feel their anger. You're going to feel their misery. And then you're going to look at yourself a little bit different. You've got to get outside yourself and step into someone else's perspective. Now, you don't want to stay there either. If you get stuck in second position, you're a sucker. Everybody else is right and you're wrong. Everybody else's opinion overrules yours. That's not what I'm saying. And then the third position is something that we call overview. A lot of us do this naturally. After a situation's over, we then kind of look back like we're watching a TV screen and we watch the thing replay out. How did it look to other people? What did other people see? What did other people hear? That's third position called overview. Now you can't stay there either. If you get stuck there, it's dissociated. We become dissociated. You got to get this. In the psychological world, there's two terms associated and dissociated. Associated means you're emotionally involved. Dissociated means you're emotionally detached. When our when a prisoner of war is being beaten and tortured, I've studied this, uh, uh, researched this in uh, Mozart's brain and the fighter pilot. When a lot of these brave men and women are captured during war and they're tortured and brutalized, what they do to get through it is they dissociate. They have the proverbial out of body experience. They separate themselves from the experience and they see it happening to themselves. It separates the emotional experience. As a matter of fact, a lot of these men, while their bodies were being beaten, they they'd mentally rehearse golf. And then after 10 years being in captivity or eight years never playing golf, they'd go home and play the best round of golf they ever did. That's the power of our mind. And so the key to life is our default. Our normal position should be first position. We live in our own skin. And I I don't know what the number is. Maybe you're there three quarters of the time, and then you need, or maybe sixty percent of the time, and then you need to be able to step into other people's experience. Jesus, I follow Jesus Christ because He walked a mile in my moccasins. He understands my pain. We call it empathy. And then maybe we spend about thirty percent of our time in other, really putting ourselves in someone else's shoes to understand the the pain, the struggles they're going through. And then another ten percent, maybe we pop from the overview. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a small thing that can make a huge difference. People, the gift of understanding is key. So email me at Black at LikeItMattersRadio.com. I'd love to give you the gift of understanding. I want to be a resource to you. I care about you. I am Mr. Black. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll talk tomorrow.
6: These simple moments change the world It's a pastor at a tiny little church Forty years of loving on the broken and the hurt These simple moments change the world Dream small Don't buy the lot, you've got to do it all Just let Jesus use you where you are. One day at a time, live well. Loving God and others as yourself. Find little ways where only you can help. With His great love, a tiny rock can make a giant fall. Dream small.
4: At Sports Engine Inc. in Minneapolis, Minnesota, as a senior software engineer Android. Serve as a lead of a development team, facilitate team meetings to socialize and refine technical solutions, initiate complex projects, and implement the foundation for new initiatives. To apply mail Resume to A. Lombies, Sports Engine Inc., 807 Broadway Street Northeast, Suite 300, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55413, reference SRSW 5 Radio. Again, to apply mail Resume to A. Sports Engine Inc., 807 Broadway Street Northeast, Suite 300, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55413, reference SRSW 5 Radio.
0: In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry? One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 68. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism
5: Speaks and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Scott Black, host of Like It Matters Radio. Heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley